edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. Happy Sunday, y'all. Most of all, happy Father's Day. You know, it's a special day because, you know, as black men and then being fathers as well, it, you don't get the recognition that you deserve. So I want to give a shout out to my bro as a, a great dad who loves his child. You know what I'm saying? So happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, especially my bro and, you know, all the fathers watching. As Thank always, you. I appreciate it. I'm Real Talk Mob. I'm going to have my partner introduce himself. It's your boy Cliff Brock Yeah, so shout out to Open Shirt Poppy. Happy Father's Day to him. He's, you know, hanging out with the kiddies, doing things like that. Shout out to Greedy Gut. You know, she's taking care of some personal business, but, you know, she should be back on the show soon. Um, so, yeah, man, it's just a beautiful Sunday out there, you know, Father's Day. I didn't see no commercials the same love as Mother's Day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's always like that. How do you feel? As a father, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. I, I think um I think the media and uh, the media portrays Mother's Day as a bigger uh big holiday than Father's Day. Father's Day we get we get the the basic stuff, you know, the basic stuff. It's not yeah. really it's not really a big deal as much as Mother's Day, you know, yeah. because Maybe because my um, mothers are more the nurturer when it comes to being a parent. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't take it personal. I'm just, just happy to be able to take care of my child and be able to raise her, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a it, blessing. So. That's a blessing. Yeah, man, like, you know, I always see... Uh, it's funny because, uh, like, the post you sent me with 50 Cent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, you'll see commercials, get your dad a wrench, get your dad a screwdriver. But then for Mother's Day, it's like flowers, candy, jewelry, mm-hmm. Zell's case. But he's saying, like, guys like diamonds, too. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's up. So, you know, we're going to um, get into the show. Matter of fact, shout out to the Raptors. I told you the Raptors would do it. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you did call it. And uh, it's funny because I told people uh, that the championship was coming out of the East before the playoffs started, and people thought I was crazy. We didn't know the injuries would happen, but it did come out of the East. So shout out to the Raptors. Shout out to everybody in T Dot who listened to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, hopefully Kawhi stays, but Kawhi looked like he was on a business trip and now he's going back home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But y'all got the chip. But anyway, we're gonna jump into the show. Um, one of my favorite radio personalities, Charlemagne the God, and um, is actually Little Duval following okay. the success of his. Uh, I'm living my best life. He has another single out called Black Men Don't Cheat, featuring Charlemagne the God and Charlemagne spitting some bars about black men not cheating, which is a great sentiment, right? I Can I wholeheartedly believe that black men don't cheat? <laughs> no, I'm not going to throw black men under the bus, but you know, all men cheat, right? Whether you're black or white. But I like the movement of black men don't cheat because it's sort of like putting it into the universe, that's what we're aspiring to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I thought about the topic, and I was just like, we can have a discussion about it, right? So the new wave of black men don't cheat. And the first sub-question is, is cheating in the black community something that black black men is making a change towards stepping away from? What do you think? Um, I, I think... Um I think black men are making the adjustment as they get older, mm-hmm. right? You know, so like... Guys in their twenties, in the twenties and late twenties, they still have feel the need to be like, oh, you know, I'm just doing my thing. I'm just sort of. When, I'm out here conquering. Yeah, when when you get more like thirty, then you reach the thirties, in your thirties, early forties, and you feel like you know, you just want to appreciate the person you with, and you don't even want the drama behind it because mm-hmm. cheating comes with drama. Yeah, it might start off, it might smart off, it might start off as smooth sailing, and both parties are happy. But the drama is gonna hit eventually yeah, from somebody. So I think um, the adjustment that black men are making is saying black men are starting to grow up more, and when they when they realize their situation or realize this, you know, I just don't want to deal with the drama and the backlash of I want to respect my relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have that little side chick and stuff. That's I, what I think. I think also it's like we're living in a society in a time where there's receipts, right? So it's just like people are getting screenshots. 
people in your DMs. It's like it's more ways of getting caught out there cheating. That's a fact. And it's, it's, it starts to become out, you know, not to be worth it. Also, as an older black, I'm, well, I was calling myself an older black man, but, you know, black men of a certain age, you kind of want to be able to, like, do certain things, do certain things with, um, you know, having somebody special with you. And, like, you can't really get really freaky nasty if you out there just, you know, running around with different people, you yeah, know? That's a fact. So that's why I, I feel it's like the I feel like the movement to, like, be with one person, one special person, is starting to become something that we're shooting for. We have a bad reputation, you know, as black men just, like, having multiple families and not being family men. And I feel like we're trying to make a movement towards being great dads and being great husbands and stuff like that. So that's why I feel like it's a movement that, you know, we're trying to aspire to. But I know if we had more woman presence on the show today, they would have a different opinion about whether black men are out there cheating or not. So what else do you think is the reason why black men are trying to move away from from cheating? Um, Cheating is a lot of work. It cheating is a lot, is a lot of, work. of work. I mean, it's just like lying, right? Yeah. To cover one lie, you got to tell cover another, another lie. lie. You got to keep going. Cheating is a lot of work, and then that, and I feel like um, like I said, I think it's more of a maturity thing. Guys mm-hmm. more in their um, I'm not even trying to just stereotype, but guys more in their twenties, they 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 don't find the need to be like oh, they want to cheat, they want to have their girlfriend, they want to cheat, and then they're like oh, they have more like oh, it's all right, whatever it is, what it is. But when you get to that certain age and then you realize the drama that you don't want in your life, you know, and I'm not saying the 30s or 30 years old or whatever, but I'm saying you you more kind of take a step back and say, I want to respect my relationship. I don't even want to put it out there. So so drama's behind it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's tough with social media and, and all these outlets now it, it, to say that a relationship is 100 percent committed nowadays. You don't even know. It's so crazy because me and you could leave here today and then hit somebody up or send a nice pics, and now, now, now you're in a situation. So I think a lot of the times it, it, you got to deal with the age factor of yeah. a lot of black men are maturity, maturity going and, out a certain yeah, thing. and then you just don't it's, want to. It's you, also risk versus reward, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. It's it's fun sometimes to like you know maybe have rendezvous with someone else, sleep with someone else, and stuff like that. But then you know. A man of a certain age is just like, you know, it depends the kind of woman you're dealing with. Are you dealing with a woman who is just like, is just good for sex kind of thing? And then they're comfortable with that. You're comfortable with that. Then after a while, it feels empty if it's not something that, you know, you're really getting getting something from. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then a lot of times you realize like, you know, I'm what am I out here? I'm out here risking. I'm out here risking it all. Maybe you're out here risking mm. your marriage, but I was here you know risking your health you know what i'm saying so it's it, i mean it definitely all the things that you just mentioned and it's it's um it's big right and also you know today being father's day today which you call it, a lot of times you 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 cheat or whatever if you are married or whatever now you're putting yourself in a situation right you went from being a father to now you might see your kid two days a week because now mm-hmm. you're going through a divorce. So a lot divorce. of times I feel like um, yeah, that's that's part of the risk, right? Here's you, the risk. You risk breaking up your family. A lot of things, and and then also, it's 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 one thing about it's just a risk with your family, but it also is this out of the whole period, like right? yeah. because one one situation could turn into a war. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The the kids also. Will, also also, like, if you're married or you're in a situation and you have that thing on the side and you think it's cool and stuff like that, there's an expiration date for that, right? Because a lot of times people aren't happy with the thing on the side because there's a lot of, you know, complications that come with it. It's a lot of concessions you got to give. It's a lot of, well, I want to see you this weekend. Nah, I'm with wifey. We're going to something. And, you know... It's cool in the beginning, but then after a while, the person is just like, "Yo, what did I sign up for?" You know what I'm saying? And also, that person, you gotta, you gotta be careful because that that person, you're just thinking, "Oh, you know, that's a side chick. She's actually your boss. She could ruin it all." That's 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 what's the toughest thing <laughs> to me. She could ruin it all. The toughest thing to me. She or he the, could ruin it all. The concept of carrying you know? that person on the side for too long is because it's just like. I know this sounds bad, but as a man dealing with a woman, 
it's like now you got another person to answer to, another attitude to deal with, another person's like demands, and you're like, yo, I'm already, I already signed up for one. Now I'm signing up for other drama. So that's more of the risk versus the yeah. reward. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a dangerous situation. But I think um, with the the songs on um, Black Men Don't Cheat. It's more like Charlamagne got caught up in mad situations before. That he was said in, that he's a recovering the, yeah, cheater. Yeah, that's what that, that him was, and Envy was like they were recovering that, cheater. That 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 was more in their younger days, right? But it gets to a certain point where it gets it, it's tired. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So you you doing these things. You 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 juggling two people, and that person on the side is always your boss because yeah. at any time they could turn it up to a new level. So, so so you you feel like the person on the side could eventually extort you. That person. That's what. But your that, person on the side gotta have as much to lose as you do. But most of the when, time, when it's not that situation, most it gets of the time, it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, it's not. Sometimes people cheat. It's not like both parties have a significant other. It usually, a, usually, a man is rewarded. Yeah. Or the woman is rewarded of the of the yeah. situation. So it's, and you also gotta be careful. Like I'm gonna use the term alleged. I'm going to use the term allegedly. Okay. Uh, our guest is into the building, so I'm going to give him a chance to sit down. Yeah, so a lot of times, um, like I said, I was going to use the term allegedly because what happened to Big Poppy? Allegedly, Big Poppy got... It's crazy, right? Allegedly, in DR, Big Poppy was supposed to be messing with a drug dealer's girlfriend and then the drug dealer found out and for eight racks this guy is worth like a hundred million dollars but for eight racks he almost got his life taken care of right <laughs> and we don't have confirmation so everything I'm saying is allegedly right so but just think about the risk you you out here you worth million and someone almost blew your head off for eight racks you almost lost everything that's why, you know, black men got to learn to decide whether or not, you know, it's it's risky to be out here cheating and stuff like that, you know? So, you know what I'm saying? So, um, Phil, I'm going to catch you up. I'm going to give my guest once he's, he's set up to uh, introduce himself, and then um, we'll, we'll jump back into the show. The topic we're currently talking about is the new wave of black men not cheating, but we're going to give you a quick second to... Um, Introduce yourself and let them know what you got going on. Well, how y'all doing? All right. <laughs> yeah, my fault, you know. It's all good. It's yeah, good. It's but good. Uh, my name is Phil Murphy, okay. uh, director, author, entertainer. Um, been dropping been dropping series left and right, uh, books left and right, so and just continue to keep performing and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. Mm -hmm. let, let them know about, like, you know, what your book's about, if you have music, what your music's about, the series you're dropping. Give them a little... All right, so pretty much, um, you know, when I was younger, I was one of the top basketball players. Yeah. And then um, ended up getting shot with an AK-47. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. 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 So um, so that's what everything is about. So the films, the music, uh, the books, you know, they all tie in, you know, just to tell my story, but from different angles. Yeah. So some people might not like the book. Some people might want to see the film. Some people might want to hear the music. So I just try to give everybody, you wow. know, a piece of me. You feel me? I, I knew, you know, you and Cliff, same age group. So I knew about you as a ball player. I did not yeah. know the AK-47 um, situation. Yeah. Do you mind expanding upon that? Like, you know, what you feel comfortable oh, talking yeah, for about. Sure, for sure, for sure. You know, yeah. what happened and how did that go about? And, you know, I'm glad to see you still with us. So that's, that's a good <laughs> nah, thing. That, Definitely blessed for sure. Yeah. But um, you know, I was just it was after my freshman year in college. Okay. Um, I came home to visit. You know, my coaches actually didn't even want me to come home because they knew, they knew like the people I was around wasn't really the best fit for me. Yeah. So you know, me being you know just one, glad to be done with my first year yeah. just to show people that I'm out here still doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was prom night for the high schoolers, so you know, everybody wanted to go out, turn up. Yeah. I was invited to go to Seaside Heights in New Jersey. Okay. But I told them I'll meet them in the morning so I can go hang out with everybody. So I was in the clubs, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, 18, 19 year old in the club, 21 yeah. and up club. So yeah. it's <laughs> like that's already a bad mixture right there. Yeah. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another. And then 
it's a big brawl outside and then everybody's you know is parting ways so i'm spending the night at my friend's house so we actually walk into his house and then the person that people had beef with lived literally across the street so they was dropping him off and then somebody i guess they seen us walking down the block so one dude that was in the car just started shooting up the block crazy and then it, you know Wow. I got hit. I, I got hit one time, but it was like Forrest Gump, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it went through my butt, through my stomach, and then it grazed my hand. So like, my uh, hand, my thumb was hanging off. I was in the hospital for two months, ICU for a month. And Did that derail your basketball? Career? Um, it actually, I received nerve damage in my left foot, so I couldn't move my ankle or my toes at all. But it actually, you know, um, I, you know, because I went to Texas Tech. I didn't tell you that part. I went to Texas Tech University. Yeah. So, you know, me trying to talk to the, you know, to the players about, like, you know, how to do better, you know, they wasn't really taking me too serious because I'm just there talking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like I needed to show them because that's the only way people going to listen is if you show them that you're ill, you feel me? Yeah. So I, I just got better you because know, I lost all muscles in my body. I was, like, 215 when I got shot, came out the hospital 160. Wow. So, you know, me trying to, you know, I just was trying to get better and stuff just to show these cats, like, you know, let's let's grow, you feel me? Yeah. So I actually, I started dribbling between my legs for the first time. It took me five years to run again, but it got to the point where I received another scholarship to play ball again, just from playing ball at the recreation center, for sure. So, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a long road. Like I said, it's a blessing that, that you're still here. Um, let let them know where people can reach reach you know reach your stuff a website your per, your social mm -hmm. media and stuff like that let them know so everything is on dippromotions.com okay um stands for dipped in purple Okay. You know, that's in reference to royalty, you okay. know, so yeah. we all kings out here. Purple is okay. a royal color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'm just paying homage. But DIP Promotions is the website where you can catch everything okay. from the film to the music and to from the there, books. they'll be able to find your social media as well? Yeah, and uh, my Instagram is DIP Thriller, you okay. know, instead of ER, is the A at the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. You got the book to show people? Oh, yeah, it's in, in my bag. You, my you bag. grab it real quick. All right. Grab it real quick. Okay, so we're gonna jump back into the um, the show, and we uh, we were talking about the new wave of black men not cheating, and we was talking about you know that movement of black men moving away from being known cheaters, known dogs. Like, what are some of the reasons why by the men why black men are motivated to move away from from the cheating? So, let them see in your camera, your book, and you know let them know a little bit about it. So, product of determination, uh, my Phil Murphy. Yes. Okay, you good? Okay. Yeah. So you know, give us thirty seconds of what the book is about. So pretty much, it's um, you know, it's my journey in college because it's a this book is a trilogy. So this is product of determination. The college is. So it's just my journey in college because um, you know, growing up, I wasn't I wasn't doing well in school. I got kicked out of seven schools before going to college. I didn't go to fifth grade, sixth grade, or eighth grade at all. So then from there, you know, getting shot and stuff. So from there, I didn't know where to go. You know, basketball is the only thing. Mm -hmm. And then I, I learned, you know, I learned about myself. I learned about, you know, education and the value of it. So then I understood that people needed some assistance, not just people in my story, mm -hmm. similar stories, but just the college students in general. Yeah. So just to take the academics a little bit more serious. So I, I actually created two academic models. So one was a teaching assistant with a more interactive role, mm -hmm. and the other one was a career counseling intervention. So that, you know, the college journey highlights that I went from no academic foundation to having 30 people work for me as a junior and undergrad for academic programs that I created. Mm -hmm. So it was just that turnaround. But then at the same time, while I was in college in that four-year span, nine of my friends were murdered. Wow. So I just wanted to actually show that there, you know, that we can do something different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's funny, not funny, but it's what what makes me think about what you said, right? LeBron James on his show, The Shop. We're gonna talk about that later. But on the show, The Shop, he was saying how it was six six of them that were really tight when he was playing ball. He's like, three of us, me, of course, he's LeBron James. You know, Romeo and the other dudes played ball overseas, and the other three are dead. Yeah. The other three got shot and stuff like that. And he's just like, we all come from the same place. 
But sometimes it's just these decisions. Yeah, like you made a now. left when you should have went right. And For I sure. made that right. And then, you know, you go down a good road and the same people in your same circumstance made that wrong turn and I, they're not even here to see the success. Imagine LeBron James being your best friend growing up and then, you know, now you don't, you're not here to see. Like, LeBron takes care of a lot of people. But, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, sometimes making that wrong decision, especially as men of color in the communities that we come up with, it's this one bad decision, being in a bad place at a bad time, and then opportunities turn crazy. Wow, that's deep, though. I'm glad, to, um, like I said, I'm glad to hear you were able to accomplish so many of these things. We'll um, get back to the topic, and then we'll talk more about mm -hmm. the book again. So the question we was discussing when you were coming in is cheating in the black community something that the black men are trying to move away from. So what is some of your opinions on why obviously it's wrong to cheat but why you feel like black men are rushing to like you know what let me, let me fall back from the cheating in your perspective. Well I just think because uh, we've been bamboozled for so long you know you know the portrait of what a man should be and things in that nature mm -hmm. and you know they've been ripping us apart from our family for so long that we didn't understand how to even keep a family yeah and even that's that's true that's mm -hmm. true like you know the mentality of you know ripping the black man away from his home making him not feel like you know he has to raise his family kind of making him displaced devaluing himself has allowed a lot of black men to not understand how serious that we have to be the foundation of our homes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like the song, Papa was a rolling stone wherever he laid his hat was home. It made us not think about how important our kids need to see us from when they were small to they older, right? Because repetition, you, you, you know, you do what you see. And a lot of times these kids don't see a strong male role model. They, they, they just latch on to the seeing, you know, whoever's popping on the block, whoever's the man on the block, I want to be the man on the block. Not knowing that a lot of times the man on the block has childish ways of himself, and it's a it's cycle fun. of not having strong role models. So mm -hmm. that's why even though sometimes we take the cheating thing as just, you know, a sexual kind of thing, it's a mentality as well. It's not having the mentality of sticking, sticking to what you need to. I mean, there's all levels of cheating, right? But... That's why I feel like it's it's good that black men are adapting this attitude of black men don't cheat kind of thing to say that, you know what, we used to slip up or we were slipping, but now we're on a positive It's a, it's, it's still a day-to-day -day struggle, right? It is because a day-to-day -day struggle, no, right? Because cheating, day there's struggle levels because of cheating. Because it, it, you, cheating doesn't just have to be physical. It could just also be... You could be emotional. You could just be conversation. Even t uh, texting is a form of cheating. Yeah. If you even if you're talking to somebody just to, I, I, through, I feel everyone cheat. Yeah, I feel married know, people cheat, single people cheat. Listen, not cheat, but talking, flirt, flirt, flirt. Cheating <laughs> is on all kind of form. It's just it just it's a day to day struggle. It's just I think what Charlemagne and Little DeVoe was stating basically like you know, as you get older, you realize your mistakes, and it's time to make a change and just stand that one direction with that young lady or for a man, whoever you're dating. So that's mm -hmm. how I feel. So the that's next the question. question is, um, do you think cheating is a young man's game? What do you think? Um, I think for right now, you know, with the internet, it's everybody's game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I know, was just cause, talking about social media. Yeah, because yeah, that has a big, you know, part of it for sure. You mm -hmm. know, oh, I don't like you today, so I can go look and scroll down and see somebody I like today. You Especially know Tinder. Tinder, yeah. because people are on Tinder trying to get it popping, <laughs> yeah. right? So it, it it removes even the aspect of like really having to have a lot of game, right? Because a lot of times <laughs> growing up, you, you I always feel like in the you know aging myself, like in our generation before the internet was popping and stuff, like you had to have game to talk to women and press. Now you can fool women with how popping you look on IG or social yeah. media. Then you on Tinder, you. Had, Sexy pictures, whatever person swipes right, you, you already know they coming to coming through to get it popping. So it's like less of personalities you gotta have. With um social media, it makes everything a lot easier. You could take twenty different pics from even just friends that you know, and post them on your on your joint. It makes it look like you you have a good resume, and everybody everybody's thrilled about it. So <laughs> what you're saying is exactly right, hundred percent. <laughs> and, and, and to get back to the question, like, do you think cheating is a young man's game? You're right. It's a everybody's game. But I also feel like when you're younger, you kind of just like, the, it's, this, it's the excitement of being in the game. Yeah. It's just like, 
It's just like in paid in full when Metro's in the car. It's like, yo, <laughs> if I step out the game, are they still going to love me? It's the thrill me. of the game. Yeah. It's the thrill of just like, yo, yeah. one conquer after another conquer and stuff like that. And when you yeah. get older, it's just like, you know what? You kind of realize like, yo, every time that you break a woman's heart or you're in a situation where you're not doing right by a woman, that energy could come back to you. Oh, it's going to come back. It's not, it might, it's going to come it's definitely, back. Definitely, right? Yeah. So, then, so then you chasing, you chasing karma. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You trying yeah. to duck it. You trying to make sure that, you know, it doesn't come back to you. And it's like, when you get older, you just get tired I, of that. I don't even think it's just a young boy's game. I don't even think it's an age factor. I just think that cheating, it doesn't have an age to it because I know some older men that just, well, the older men, why do you think older men who be in their 60 now they want to get a 20 year old girl to make yeah. it feel good? It's not they don't respect their wife or the significant other, they just want somebody, they, somebody different, something mm-hmm. fresh, you know, something, something new, fresh, fresh, a, and new. A new experience, but you know, yeah, it's all, it's all how you relate to it. I also think cheating sometimes on a different aspect is a communication thing, right? Because sometimes we struggle with communicating with the person we're with and like really getting our needs met, and then the easy way to get that. It scratches like I'm gonna mm-hmm. go out there and cheat. Yeah, 100%. And then, you know, then you out there cheating, and then you're just like, man, like, what am I doing out here? Like, cheat, like you said, cheating is hard work, right? It's because a lot of work. You gotta, work. you gotta, it's you gotta fulfill the uh, facade that everything's perfect at home, and then you gotta always make excuses on why you need to step out or stuff like that, you know? So it just becomes like an obligation that you just don't wanna. Continues to fulfill. Yeah, it's a it's a hard life. I'm not I'm not saying it's my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 you know, nah. it's funny, right? Even if it's not your life, we all have friends. We all see situations yeah, where yeah. you're just like, man. And then sometimes, don't get it twisted. I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes there's men you see your man or your friend doing your thing, and you just like, man, he got a lot of women. You kind of you kind of get caught up. But then you see, then you have a friend who's like the habitual cheater who cheats so much. And his life is a struggle, right? Because all he yeah, knows is woman, all, chasing women. Yeah. But he don't he don't take care of his business. His money's funny. His money's yeah, all over the everything. place. He's taking care of girls and stuff like that. Everyone's in his pocket. And he, he, he don't have peace. I feel like if you're a habitual cheater, I mean, sometimes... Who are you going to who, who you gonna trust with being a, a habitual cheater? You don't know who to, who to put, the, who like, put like, your all like, in. Like, like the big yeah. poppy thing, you know. It's crazy... Th- to me, I'm just just bugged out because in DR, DR is crazy right now. Like, He's, he was a cop. The dude, the, that was a cop who put yeah. a hit out on him for $8,000. Yeah. yeah, it was $8,000. But $8,000 in DR go a long way. It does. It you does. I mean? But that's why I, I always live by the philosophy anybody could get it, right? You could be the toughest. Even even if, I don't did you watch the show The Wire? Um, All right, yeah, so yeah. The Wire, the biggest, baddest dude on the block was Omar, the right? Shotgun. Yeah, dude, yeah, right. Yeah. He's from Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, something was I forgot his name. But anyway, bad, like all the drugs, everybody scared of him. In the end, it was a little kid popped his head off. Cause yeah. you're still a human at the end of the day. End of the day, right? Yeah, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, so that's why, to me, it's just like, like to me, honestly, like you know, I feel like anybody don't can't afford to cheat. But when I feel like, like, like look at Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods had to pay his wifey like two, three hundred million. Jordan. Kobe. Jordan, Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Jordan, Jordan gave his wife it's, 300 million. My thing is work. like, it's too much out there yeah. to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, even dudes, like, you could be on top of the world one day, have a good job and everything, and you out there cheating, you get caught up, and now you, you paying child support out the ass. Yeah. And then, I, why are you doing that? You still got to try to live a life. So you yeah. taking care of two or three, and it's not like your money grows. You know <laughs> no, what I'm saying? It's, so it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So the last question on this topic is, the black father is something society seems to deem as endangered species. Do you think cheating is that gives us the image of black men? Do you think us falling away from cheating can change that narrative, right? Because they're saying like, like black men aren't in the home, black men and stuff like that, black men's out there chasing fun. And, you know, to me, it's a, it's a stereotype. But do you but, think us, you know, being more positive, trying to be more you know, a monogamous in relationships can change that image that society can see us as role models for black men and fathers. I say 100% because the fact that you're not cheating or you don't have that thing on the side, now you can build a foundation within the home between your family because a lot of times with cheating is very, you gotta gotta have a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So the time Mm -hmm. time that you was trying to even fix your home, 
She's like, man, I'm not dealing with this woman. I'm going to go fuck this one right here. Because yeah. she don't talk. She she just listens to me and she know what it is. So it also... It's an expiration date. Yeah, it's an expiration date. And also, when you're not doing that, your foundation in your home becomes better. Because now you, you could you look... Like drink? Sure. Now you could look yeah, at your... turn it up. <laughs> now, now you could look at your um any problems that you have. And then, you know, you and um focus on that. So yeah. I, I definitely feel like when you're not cheating or you're gonna put yourself in a certain situation, it becomes the home. And then also just focus. You could become focused. Period. Yeah. When you're juggling too much at one time, a lot of things don't come good out of it. Yeah. You know. I, and don't get it twisted. Like everyone goes through unhappy periods. So I'm not. I'm not sitting there condoning. You know, cheating. Like, oh, I'm perfect. And you know, what's the name? Like, uh, it can't happen and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. But I just feel like, you know, on, on, on a mass level to hear that black men are like, yo, I'm trying to be faithful, I'm trying to do right by my woman, is learning, right? And a lot of times we also got to learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. Like even Jay-Z almost lost Beyonce. You know a what I'm couple, saying? A couple and, times. And, and, and this, go ahead. Oh, well, because uh, at the same, because you, I think you hit it right on the head with the learning because uh, it helps us mature with trying to even be monogamous because conflict resolution is the main issue right mm -hmm. people don't want to take the time to you know resolve the conflict is because it's stressful and you got to go deep inside to figure out the root of the issue mm -hmm. yeah. and people are you know they're lazy for the most part it's a <laughs> gratification so it's like ah and go over here right yeah. but it helps us mature by even digging deep to figure out the root and then try to just grow from that part yeah. you know what i'm saying take it one step further from what you just said as black men, we don't learn to deal with our emotions. At all. Right? We, we're always taught that we got to be these ultimate predators and, and protectors and alpha males. So it's just like you can't let somebody disrespect you. So you take it to these next levels. You don't have conversations with people and stuff like that. Oh, you the man when you have so many women. And stuff yeah. like that. Not knowing this, this how empty some of these people feel. Filling a void. You just filling a void. And, and you just feel like one conquer after another after another. I'm the man. I'm the man. But it's just like you know, it's something beautiful to build with someone and have emotions and like feel a connection with someone. And I just feel like we're not taught that enough. And then, like we said, it's the examples when we don't see that in our homes. We don't know that it's something to. That's why, even though. And I'm going side, side note, even though Cosby turned out to be a predator and do crazy shit like that, the Cosby Show image, I always grew up saying, I want to be that's like a, Bill Cosby, the Cosby fact. Show. Yeah. I want to have a, a woman who's a professional like I am. Mm -hmm. I want us to have kids and stuff like Like, we need to see those things. And a lot of times, when we stop having those positive images, we just mimic what we see in that's our community. Fact. That's mm -hmm. a fact. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Oh, okay. wait. So that was a little... Thick, we're gonna go to a little lighter subject, and the 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 topic is, you know, I I'm always talking about it, and it's thought thought mm -hmm. season, right? Thought <laughs> season to me is a big deal, like the summertime thought season and stuff <laughs> like that. But then I started to, as much as I make a joke about the thought season, it's just us being comfortable. Like, even though I joke and say thought season coming, to me thoughting is just a a mentality, right? Just like, you know, you're out yeah. here trying to live your best life. Maybe you might be, mon you know, mon uh, not monogamous. You, uh, well, you know, if you're single, if you're single, it's, a, it's, a good, it's right? your but, time to shine. But, but when I say, <laughs> what, what I say is just living your best life out there trying to attract people and stuff like that. And it's, it's lighthearted, but then it's just also less like, you know, breaking down like who's really a thought, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times it's a double standard that we carry, right? Like, Cliff's the man if he's out here taking down mad joints. But at the same time, if a woman's out there taking down mad dudes, oh, she a thought, she's a hoe and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So I wanted to have the conversation of the clarification, like, you know, is she really a thought or is she just having fun, right? Because a lot of times we we, we, we perpetuate double standards, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so the first question, and I joke a lot about thought season, but is it unfair to label women thoughts if they just like to, to get down and have fun? Right, because if you if a woman respects herself and and she's not out here being messy messy and mixy and setting dudes up and stuff like that, like if she just like to have a good time like you, is she really a thought? Um, I th I think it's a level to thoughting too, right? Because yeah. you know, as as a younger person, you don't really understand that the fact that she's trying to figure it out and she's just she's just trying to have a good time. Yeah. Me as somebody who's in their thirties, I understand like if she just saying, oh. 
you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, trying to figure things out. I'm, ha- I'm having fun. I can understand that. It might, she not, might not be a thot. She just might just try to be figuring things out. Mm. But automatic as somebody who's younger, automatic, oh, she a slut, she a hoe. Mm. So you, when you, when a guy's doing it, he's the man. When a woman's doing it, you, it all becomes negative. But as you get older and mature, you see that, you know, she's just having a good time. Yeah. You know? To me, it's crazy, right, because being promiscuous we is just, it's a no-no for a woman to be promiscuous, yeah. and it's expected for a man to be promiscuous. But my thing about it is, is, is mentality. As men, if we're comfortable, like, yes, yeah, so it's okay for a man to be a promiscuous and stuff like that. Who's the man being promiscuous with? It's other women, right? Yeah. So it's just like, how do we not expect women to, like, be able to openly enjoy sex the way you openly enjoy sex and stuff? When we're the ones having it with them. Yeah, you know, definitely relieve, release it, you know, relieving that stress. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? But at the same time, you know, with dudes too, uh, they don't understand they worth. This is the funny part. Yeah. Because, like, you a king, right? Yeah. And you just plant your seed in any. And that's, that's true. Any, any that's true. and everything, you know? You know, you got to have some respect for yourself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, understand, like, because now we understand, like, that, you know, all of, you might be a single father all that single moms and all that so it's like you know just preparing yourself you know uh, yeah you want to release some stress for sure yeah but definitely building those connections exactly and like you said having respect for yourself my thing about it is the most i don't have any children right but the most special thing you can do with anybody in this world is create a whole nother life with them but i just feel like people out here just like you know what just on the sake of enjoying themselves, not really taking the the, the magnitude of what their that's actions a special can be. Thing. That's, that's a special yeah, thing when you really do conceive or even take it there. Because yeah, yeah. if I don't know, you know, I've been on both sides. I've been, you know, crazy out there, and <laughs> I've been, you know, you know, chilling, trying to, you know. So it's to me, it feels way better when you're trying to build. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And it's the way better, you know, feelings, emotions, and all of that's involved is way more lit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then even you see like married couples and things like that, they start to look like the same person. Y'all ever noticed that? Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. They, they really do. become that one, right? Yeah, yeah. That one. When, so that's lit. Yeah. You yeah. really, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's teamwork. Like, like, like you said, like, it's so much out there. It's so much craziness out there and stuff like that. Like, if if you can build that bond with someone and, and move that way, it's so much, it's better, it's more peace, right? Because I, I always tell people, like, yo, it's always going to be something out there that's, that seems better than your situation, right? But at the same time, you don't you don't know what that entails. You don't know what that's going to take. You don't know what kind of risk that, that, that is, you know? So, so the next question on this topic is, I know men could be thoughts, but most of the time we call them players. In 219, is this double standard still fair? Like, for instance, Rihanna is known to, like, break men's hearts and stuff like that and they kind of men. And then, you know, because she's popping, people don't say it out loud, but a lot of times people kind of joke and say, oh, Rihanna's kind of a thought. But then Drake and Chris Brown, same thing in the world. Yeah. Had different women, different lovers and stuff like that. And I've never really heard someone really go hard at Chris Brown being a hoe or Drake being a hoe. So in, in 2019, is like, can we still, still really believe in that double standard? Like, why are we still caveman about that? The pressure on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you the, we like this guy, so. Yeah. No wrong answers here. You yeah, just be yourself. Opinion. You know, uh, the double standard is there for sure. The okay. double standard is there for sure. I, you know, I, f- at the same time, because I'm still a dude, so I, I rather, you know, it's cooler for the dude to have <laughs> more shorties. But there are more women than men yeah. in this world. But so <laughs> it's experiences, right? So my thing about it is like, because it's to me, it's keep that same go. energy. If you want to have a lot of experiences and and, and have the buffet of life, I yeah. want to have an Asian, I want to have black, or Indian, yeah, white, whatever right. kind but of concubines. Thing. Yeah, but but my thing about it, is you gotta understand <laughs> at the same token, a woman, a woman, could, a woman could also want to have that same kind of sampling stuff. Like that's why I always say, like you know, when you younger. You always worry like, damn, is my girl a hoe? Is my girl a hoe and stuff like that? Because we're stuck in the mentality that like, yo, 
experiences equals negativity. Like only I can have experience. She can't have that experience. Yeah. But then when you realize that you settle down with someone who don't have no experience, they're whack. Or if you if you settle with someone who has no experience and stuff like that, you kind of feel like they're closed minded. And then now you have to worry about them. Like yo, I didn't have no experiences. Now I need to go figure other things out. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. want you want you want. So what about you, Cliff? That double standard in 2019 is like, why we still have it? Like, how do you feel about that? Um, I think I think it's just society is just placed as you know, men men are gonna be considered certain aspect of what they should be doing. Like a man a man fucking multiple women is considered a man. A woman is doing that is like. Damn, she don't have no respect for herself. Yeah. So society automatically agrees with like the macho-ness of, of the situation, you know? Yeah. So when I'm doing it, it's like, damn, yo, yo, Cliff is fucking everything that wall, that's good. When a woman's doing it, she's like, he's like, it's gross. Like, what's, it's what's sad, going, right? It's because like, what's going because like, a man, like, as men, we'll sit there. I'll give you a pound. Like, yo, Chris, just, you hit that? Just, and then yeah. I find a woman do it. I'm like, she don't have no respect just, for herself. It's, it's like, it's crazy, it's though. Like, it but I learned, though, I learned as I got older, the macho-ness and the, the whole situation. Like, it's even like when you're um trying to get serious with a woman, right? And you ask her, you ask her, her number. Mm-hmm. Automatic... It, it really shouldn't matter because if you got to know that person and you really care about that person, yeah. even even it, it sounds crazy. Even if she has a lot of bodies, what you call it, you can look past it because you're adult. You 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 start to realize, you know what? That's a everybody got a past. Yeah, got bodies too. But but <laughs> but when you're younger, you like damn you you got fourteen. But you got fourteen, so it's like the macho ness of it. Still, mm-hmm. society makes it seem like it being macho. It's a good thing of of sleeping with a lot of women and doing this, and then you know a woman's supposed to stay in a certain place and have a certain lifestyle. Yeah. My my problem is we gotta like the standards we have for ourselves. We gotta have the same standards for the women that we date with. Mm-hmm. If we want our partners to be our, our partners and fifty fifty and stuff like that, we gotta mm-hmm. understand that you know people have passed. The only the only cry. I mean I'm not out here looking. The only thing I were only I guess caveman kind of mentality is like you can't couldn't have smashed my homies that's the only thing that's I'm worried fact. about right yeah. because I it it's it's I'm not mature enough to be like you know my shorty somebody that feels smashed and every time Phil <laughs> see he laugh and laugh at shorty yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's, create an animosity yeah, gonna, between yeah, us yeah, right no, and I don't need that I don't like, need that kind like, of negativity in my like life it's like the best man when um exactly when he read the book and then he talk about Tay Dix giving the forehead kiss. Kissing the forehead and so And then Morris Chester's like, like overthrew him out the window. And they showed that Morris Chester. Yeah, no, that's he, tough. He was getting yeah. back that, shots from him. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. I think that might be the only toughest part. But having a pass, all right, you do your, because first of all, girls is, girls is lit. Girls yeah. is lit. They in every group. I always saw, they I always in every saw group. people they yeah. are that lit. penis is way cheaper than vagina, right? That's so, a, so, so, and I say that to say this, like, you know, Vagina, everybody. Vagina is more of a commodity than the penis is, right? So it's it's usually if you take a popping female and a popping dude, the popping dude inbox probably looks crazy. That popping female inbox is ridiculous. Ridiculous, because you got the. You got all kind of people in there, from crazy people to people <laughs> that she might actually dig. Yeah, to, all you that. know what I'm saying? All that. But so it's lit because girls is everywhere. Like they exactly, know everybody. Exactly. If, especially if they're so. So lit. that's why. That's why, to me, like the double standard of expecting that you know you out here, yeah. especially after we reach a certain age, like yo, yeah. if you in your thirties and you dating a woman, you think she was in a cave for nah. the last thirty years? As long as you're not nailing the bro, like as long like as you're not like nailing the bro. like you know I said, I think the macho ness of it is is a whole plays a whole situation because so, you know. Yeah. So um. But my wife is not gonna be nailing my bro. Exactly. <laughs> so the last, the last question on the subject is: That's Do you care to know about your significant other's start stage prior to you or not? Like, like, do you, like, do you need a book report no. or a summary I, or I whole need, facts? I need a, I need a, I need a book report or a whole facts. If, if if she did mess with the homie, like we're saying, the homie, yeah. or like even even. Even relatives or whatever, somebody that's dear close to me, right? Yeah. But if it's just a, a situation where, you know, she 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 played the field, 
Because I see it all the time. I've seen yeah. dudes, wife of dude, uh, girls that, you know, they got a lot of bodies. But as I as I got, was I, when a younger uh, young man, I looked at it, I'm like, damn, this dude, he wife, though? Yo, sure, he, yeah. sure he done fucked a lot of the homies. Yeah. But now as an older person and in my somebody in my 30s, I'm like, I could see it. Yeah. She could just be genuine, good girl. She was having fun at the time. Yeah. But you just got to know how to separate the two. It's all yeah. about growing. My but you can't, you cannot fuck the homies. Yeah, the homies. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the homies. Yeah, yeah, that's, the what, homies that's where it cross. That's, that's, that's where it cross. Yeah, yeah, like if it's not the homies or family, like, the, the, like immediate family, even, nah, the family is off limits too, but the homies, nah, you can't fuck yeah, the homies. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, that's nah, right. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Do you need to know your wife's like because nah, I don't need to know no history books on none of that. You yeah, because that might make me feel some sort of way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know I don't want to, like I don't want to know where you even was doing it at. You feel me? Because <laughs> I don't want to have images. I yeah. just I just want you, I just want to feel like it's just me and you. You feel me? Okay. Exactly. That's and that's all that matters. My thing is if when we get down, we have a good time. We're clean, having fun and stuff like that. I can't sit there and stress myself worrying about other things. But it can't just blend into our situations like don't not tell me you smashed a homie and had me looking crazy out here well yeah. we gonna know off the rip you feel me cause my bros is gonna put me on game mm-hmm. well they better put me on game if I'm around some shorty <laughs> yeah. and that they already had relations with you feel me yeah. but I feel yeah that's it so let me let me <laughs> let me further ask the question what if like I, you know, we're in our thirty and stuff like that. Like, what if this is that's like, yo, I didn't even know that was your bro. I smashed him in ninth grade, and we're grown people now. Is that no, something? No, no, that- that's something. That's something. Listen, in ninth grade, you in ninth grade people, because you can say whatever you want, whatever, hate, whatever. You ain't a great fuck in ninth grade. Cause most 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 of the time, no, let's, no no. But let's know. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Because. Okay. Listen, if mom, me, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna explain why it sounds okay. kind of crazy. No, but go ahead, in ninth grade, you. you you not you not the best fucker, right? Okay. Because unless uh, what you call it, unless you started porn at sixth grade or whatever. So because he didn't so, DDT her so, back in the day, no, no, he didn't know I'm all the wrestling I'm moves. Explain why, right? Okay. So in ninth grade, I'm gonna look at it like, oh shit, <laughs> shit happens. You know what I'm saying? But if my man fucked at 21, 22. Those, those so, are the ones. Because drive now, those so are now more, it meant those more. Are, those are the Jordan years. <laughs> those are the Jordan years. You see what I'm saying? Those are the Jordan years. You so. know what I'm saying? I can't. The Jordan years? Nah, it's a different situation. So, what about you? What do you think? Because um, nah, it's more so on a relationship. Because if, if you nailing something in ninth grade, like, I've been, I ain't even been in New York. Like after you know uh, after uh, you know since college since I just came back to New York a couple months ago so yeah. I ain't even been in New York for like the last twelve years you feel me so yeah. it's like it's gonna be brand new these shorties you feel me yeah yeah so if you yeah ninth grade I ain't worried about mm-hmm. no ninth grade but I don't really think yeah ninth yeah. grade is still puppy love but yeah. a grown man nah I can't do it because. It's different. Yeah, because even, you know, it's more relational, you feel me? Like, because if you nailing something on the first night, like some one-night stand kind of thing, like, yeah. you know, I, does that even count as well? It, it it doesn't, but at the same time, if if that's my bro, like my bro bro, and then, you know, he intimately, he knows you intimately like that, to me it's tough. It's tough. And if, especially if you told me, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I met in a club, I smashed real quick, but then nothing ever happened to me. Now I'm just like, yo. She'll go harder. she go live. But, <laughs> but, it's, it's but, but you got to look at it like this back too, right? Because like, everybody got a pass, right, in yeah. this situation. But if my man, if my man fucked her as an adult, it's going to be hard for me. It's, because it's the process yeah. of my brain is going to process like, Damn, yo, like, cause I, I, cause you know your man, yeah. so now you starting, to, <laughs> now you starting to think about shit that, you know, that you might have, that you and him might have done in the past too, like you know, some crazy stuff. So yeah. now your brain, as a kid, you like, I could look past it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it happened all the time. Yeah. You might have, your man might have been dating a girl freshman year, while y'all was a freshman at whatever school, whatever too, and then you rekindled with her as an adult. Yeah. So now you're gonna say, yo, my man, yo. She was doing stuff with my man in ninth grade, whatever too. But as an adult, it's different. 
I think the eight factor play. So now we're gonna move on to the last topic of the show. It's a little more serious. It's it's called our story, right? So um, we was talking about the way that they see us, the the Netflix special by Ava DuVernay, talking about the Central Park Five. But since um, the reason why I want to revisit it because we talked about it last week, I want to revisit it. Like it's it's since it's um premiered, it's been the number one stream show on Netflix. And you know how popping Netflix whole cat- catalog yeah, yeah, is. I still haven't they seen it, but right? I'm probably yeah. going to check it out. But it's been the number one show since, like, for a couple of weeks now. But it made me think of just, like, you know what? Our story. We knew about the Central Park Five. Back in the gap. But we, we had weird details. We didn't have full details. We knew certain things and stuff like that. We knew that they tried to destroy these men's lives. And then when the truth came out. It wasn't, we're sorry. It was just like, okay, they got a settlement to decide. But then when, now we got to see the details and the way the story is told from them and people are paying attention. It made me say, you know what? We're, we're finally at a point in time in society where they're ready to hear our story. Mm-hmm. They're ready to take us seriously. They're ready to be mm-hmm. outraged by what's been going on to us for a long time. So the first sub question is, with when they see us being the most streamed show on Netflix since it's since it's been out, does it mean that they're ready to hear our side of the story on a lot of situations that we swept under the rug or just how we're treated? Now I feel like, you know, injustice and discrimination is still going to happen, but now I feel like more as a society, we're, we're starting to see sympathy because we're starting to be able to really see it from another perspective. So do you think they're ready to, to more hear our side of the story and, and believe in the certain things that we go through? Well, they ain't got no choice because now we actually putting ourselves in a position we're able to back ourselves financially everything is easily accessible from cameras and things like that to where we can tell our story regardless if they don't want to hear it or not so now we have prominent black people in the position that are are actually not caring about conforming they just want to get to the bottom line like this is what's really going on out here and we're going to show it so you can actually see the raw and not the filtered or you know under the rug kind of version. Yeah. So, I to, go ahead. To be um to piggyback what Phil's saying, right? Is um they can't blackball us because now we got the platform and we got the money. You said the so keyword. They can't blackball. They can't do the platform, right? We do have the platform and the money, which is which is huge, right? A lot of the times, as a black man, I got to act a certain way in Hollywood. I got to do certain things, whatever, too. But now we we got people in positions. We got rappers who's billionaires now, yeah. so it's like we—I I don't have to—I I really don't have to go to uh, Kiss Your Feet to get this movie done. I could, I could, I could team up with two, three people and we could get this done on a on a major platform. Mm-hmm. So now we got the platform, and then we got we got assets. So now, even though if they don't want to hear us, they can't blackball us anymore mm-hmm. because money it, money runs everything, yeah. right? I also think another thing we're we're in a season. A cancel culture where it's just like you know what people aren't just gonna sit there and stand for being disrespected 100% sweeping it under the rug even with women like women women have been sexually harassed since since day one and they're still being you know treated differently in the front to me to be honest with you it even hurts me to even think about asking my sister or my mom's about the time they were sexually harassed because I know there's been something uncomfortable happening but nowadays I feel like we have the power we have the platform we have the voice where it's just like we can call people out on their BS and people once once it start affecting people's money and bottom lines people people get canceled just like the the um the the district attorney on the on on in that situation she had books out the, her books stopped selling she was teaching um law law school in Columbia they got rid of her and stuff like that like yo there's repercussions for their action and mm-hmm. i feel like one time or another people known society has known how black people have been treated badly but now that we're able to like put it in their face look at this document it and let them see the details like listen you got to sit through and see this kind of thing it's going to make things better going forward I believe. 100% 100% yeah, that's for sure that's why we need to continue to create and continue to not conform because we created this stuff you know and people will just use it against us have like how they did in the past mm-hmm. So it's like as we continue to create, you know, it's just going to open the room for more people to tell their story and show that they was able to get through it. You feel me? And that's another beautiful thing 
uh, that you said, right? As we create, we give people the courage to come out and create their their next story or tell their story, right? Mm -hmm. Because, and and that's why another reason why I feel we're in a powerful time and age because all it takes is one person to stand up. That's why the Me Too movement was so important, right? Because the fear of being blackballed, women would just, you know what? This is part of the game. Dude trying to sleep with you. You just got to navigate it through and stuff like that. But once one woman was just like, no, I'm not going for it. it and it empowered other women to speak up about it. And I just feel like now it's the same thing with us being discriminated against or black people getting you know, unfair deals. When we step up, we protest, we make we make a situation be known to the masses. Yeah. We got to make people uncomfortable. And I feel like we're in a generation where we can make people uncomfortable and not, like you said, now that we have resources, we don't have to worry yeah, about, like, being man, how, how am I going to find yeah. a job? How am I going to yeah. find these kind of things? Once you have the opportunity, the platform, the resources, and we yeah. pull together. Yeah. It's a so the next question is, do you feel we need to make efforts to control the narrative and on, on how, how our people are seen? Mm -hmm. Like, I was talking to an officer friend of mine, right? And I was telling him, like, you know, what bothers us the most is that something happens to Clifford, they're going to say, oh, when, when, well, maybe Clifford, you know, look in Clifford's background and say, oh, Clifford one time got a ticket for, for jumping the train. Like, <laughs> that don't mean nothing. Why did I have to? And then I asked mm. him, and he's just like, you know what? Who controls the media? And I was just like, mostly predominantly white people. There's just like, they sell the stories that sounds good to them. So if, if they say that Clifford's a, a college graduate, married dude, has a good job, to them, it's just like people are going to be like, oh, man, it's outrage. But if they say Clifford got arrested before, then it, then it's easier to quiet down. That's why they said also the past, when the lone wolf white kids who shoot people up and stuff like that. Sometimes these kids are crazy and stuff like that, but they don't snap till then. So when you look at their background, they've never been arrested. They don't have no incidents yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's easy to paint them. Or document it. Because mm. they might have went crazy, but it just wasn't documented. documented. Mm. So I say that to say this. It's the control in the stories. It's us being able to tell our stories. The fact that we let other people tell our stories, we let them paint the picture mm -hmm. that they want. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. Do you think it's important that we start we to. creating narratives and creating the pictures that we need to that's have? The, that's the whole point of me, writing books, doing films, making music, because I'm going to tell my story, even in the artwork. I'm gonna tell my story. Nobody gonna tell it for me. I don't even care if it's a good version either. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because who's gonna tell it better than myself? Exactly. I went through these steps. You yeah. feel me? Everybody else is just from the outside looking in. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you the real. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why, to be honest with you, like, I focus so much on positive and and, and and promoting black culture because there's so much more to than what the world sees us see of us right yeah, the world doesn't yeah. know how successful like when you when you start learning black history you find out so many things that we created everything but but we don't benefit from it yeah but is 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 this that society we've been trained so long to been been stuck in a box where we're afraid of certain things to even step up Right, so it's like, what's the reason why? Let's think about it. What's the reason why none of us have our money in black banks right now? Well, I, I, I have my savings in the you, black bank. You just five, just how we did it recently. <laughs> no, two, two years for two okay, years. Okay, two years. I, I give you that because you, you're you like I don't know, I don't know if this dude's oh. gonna run off with the plug, right? <laughs> it's easy, no, it's easy to go to Chase or Citibank or something standard because society said this is how we gotta do it, right? Willie Lynch letters, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Society said this is how we gotta do it, but now, now it's it's a time where we it's it's we have to stick together and rise above it and just take a chance, take a chance on ourselves. That's what's going on with everything now, like. We got enough resources, the Oprah, the Tyler Perry, certain people could reach out to it. You ain't gotta go this step. And now with social media, you don't really need anybody. You could yeah, you could literally tell your own story on social media, right? Yeah, so yeah. everything is it is everybody's free now. Yeah. Before it was like, Oh, do this, I can't do this, I can't do that. You kinda so needed somebody's permission you, or somebody's yeah. favor. You you it's still mm -hmm. to this day you act a certain way because you feel like Oh, it's not gonna get out there if I do it this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's more freedom, just in general. Mm 
Yeah, my mother know? always tries to correct the way I speak because I always say, you feel me at the end of my statements. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, this is how I talk. You know, it doesn't mean I'm, you know, any less intelligent, you know, or intellectual because I might say you feel me or not mean at the end of my speech. Like, yeah. mm. I created academic models. I taught teachers how to teach. Yeah. So it's like, if I can do that and still say you feel me at the end, that means people should be comfortable enough in, in their own skin to just but be them. you said something, conformity, right? Like, we subscribe to a society of culture conform, and, and then what's been the, quote-unquote, master or main yeah, standard? We try to it's been white culture, English culture, and so yeah. if we don't subscribe to that culture, then we're not considered and we taught intelligent. Them. And we taught them. So yeah. it's like, why are we trying to acculturate? And I'm and acculturate, nothing's wrong with acculturating, acculturating because that means you appreciate the differences and want to you know, embrace them. So there's nothing wrong with that at all. But at the same time, me trying to be like you is a dub. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Because... You know, you bring something to the table which is dope, but I'm gonna bring something to the table as well. So we can just bring it together, and that's how we're gonna do it. Like, so the last question of the show was LeBron with the shop and athletes using their platform more and more. How do you see the future of the black image being shaped? Right, because a lot of athletes were tired of the media taking what they're saying, screwing it up, and making them look like bad guys and stuff like that. So they started doing their own shows, their own websites, their own series where it's like, yo, you hear it from my mouth how I feel about it. So do you feel like that's going to change the future on how people see us now that we're controlling the way we put our messages out? What do you think? You, you can answer that. Yeah, well, that's a, it's, it's just following, saying the same thing. We gonna be able to tell our story Y'all ain't gonna tell it for us, you feel me? Like, we doing our thing. You wanna see how it was done? Well, we're gonna show you and we're gonna explain it to you. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I just feel like, we, like with social media and the platform that we we able to just express ourselves now with not with no backlash, right? Yeah. Before you say certain things and then they spin it and stuff. Even with even with the news, right? Like you said, I might have graduated college, got a good job, married, and all this, whatever too. But they might take a picture four years ago when I was wearing four chains or whatever. Do <laughs> that's me you now. Know, yes. I got a master's yeah, degree. I yeah. work in an investment so, bank. So they but might, I still they on the weekend when I'm, I'm when it's my even, time. Even, I want to be myself. Even um the bro Phil, like even when he's talking about oh he he got shot into a situation, whatever too. He been in situations. He they're not gonna take about all the positive things you got your book or They're gonna yeah. talk about oh when you yeah. you got in trouble with the situation. That's how the news portray it. That's how so, the neighborhood portray yeah, that's it. That's how the neighborhood yeah. portray it. So is it right now the platform that we got? We got the ability to express and and then shop yourself yourself around. So which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. And the, I the last thing I wanna say what's so beautiful about it. Just just think about it. Michael Jordan. We grew up watching Michael Jordan, but we didn't know anything about Michael Jordan. Yeah, we, no, knew, yeah. we knew Michael Jordan was a dope-ass basketball player, and mm -hmm. that's it. Then you hear certain rumors that he gambled and stuff like that, but whatever. But LeBron, I feel like I know LeBron. Right. I get to see him and his kids do Taco Tuesday crazy commercials. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. That you was know? dope. Yeah. And then, you know, LeBron has a show where he's talking about how he feels like that. No, mm -hmm. I'm not going to just shut up and dribble. We, we, we're at a time where it's just like, you know, we really get to see the true character of people mm -hmm. and get empowered by that. And like I said, role models, we now we get to see people being themselves and having their own voice and allowing us to be like, you know what? I may not be nice like LeBron, but LeBron's able to use his voice. I can use my voice in the same kind of way. And that's what I'm most excited about the future of the black image because if, if we take it away from the news just saying that, we got shot because we was doing this, we was doing yeah. the other, but we get to portray our stories in positive lights and what we're able to accomplish, then we could, I don't care about changing the narrative because I don't care what other people feel about us, but I want us to be presented in a way that, you know, we can be proud of ourselves and continue to build. Yeah, they got to respect right? it. Because if all we hear is read the history that they want to tell us about ourselves, we won't have no kind of pride. Yeah. But if we start telling the stories where we can have pride about those stories and be like, wow, we did that, we did that, then we're able to grow that way, right? Yeah. Because if, if, if you... It wasn't until I was older that I realized that Christopher Columbus was a bad dude. 
Because what I learned in school, he was a great dude who discovered America. <laughs> yeah. How you discover a place that had a whole bunch of people already living there? Yeah, yeah that's that, a fact. That, and that, we knew that, but we still... Because the way they painted yeah, for it. But, but now we're able to do research. Even like they say, your boy Jesus had curl, you know, hair like wool, feet like bronze. You know, bronze. But then he's deep, always been blonde, 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 blonde hair, blue eyes. You feel eyes. me? And we just accept it because we just want, like, we just want the to program. after a while. You we, feel me? We've but, been programmed a like certain I way. Said, that Willie Lynch letters, man. Yeah. All right, so that's the end of the show. It was a very good show, very good conversation. Thanks, Phil Murray for, Murphy, for coming through and doing your thing. Nah, thank you. Let them let them know exactly where they can find you again, so that they can reach out for yourself. So, um, everything from films, books, uh, music. Even I'm gonna be starting to post up artwork on there. But DIPPromotions.com have a private art show coming up the 29th. Gonna go and talk with that. Where's it gonna be that. at? Where is it going to be at? Private art show, man. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So you, on DIPpromotions.com, you what follow. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, I like yeah, that. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I always try to get my pe- my guests to promote <laughs> and have people come to them, but they got to go to the website to find yeah, out. Yeah, like say the, say the website again so they DIPpromotions.com, and it's lit. You got all kind of stuff on there. Okay. From and, and it was a movement started because I know one of your childhood friends, Tyshawn, yeah, because yeah. he, he, he said, yo, bro, we D.I.P. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and he was like, oh, we're going to get the tattoo on our wrist, too. Loyalty tat. All right. Okay. And then from there, but I knew it was bigger than, bigger than at that time. I knew it was bigger purpose, you know, and then I Before really looked at it. Before that it would have a bigger effect than just yeah. being cool and, and showing loyalty to each other. It could be a movement or something Cause bigger. Because we the twelve. We was the, there's twelve of us. We the twelve. Okay. So, okay. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So That's it's dope. deep. Cool. So no, I just want to um, re- you know the the thing about this podcast is a little bit different from everybody else, and I'm not gonna hold up with this. You gotta reach out to people, right? Me and Phil, we played on um, high school basketball. We went to prep school together. I ain't see Phil in a long time. <laughs> it's like 2004. It's 2019. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we played high school basketball, prep school. We went to prep school together and yeah. stuff. So. The thing about this, the um, or the old thing about podcast is about reaching out and expanding. You know, yeah. we talking about helping each other as black people. Like, Phil got something going, uh, we had something going, and then I reach out. We gotta reach out and help each other, and then that's you know, fact. just, just that. That's how we're gonna motivate, and that's how we're gonna make it mm-hmm. together, right? Yeah. It's it, it's no more just hating on each other and doing this whatever. Too. Competing. It's we gotta build, work together, work up. together. Yeah. So shout out for Phil for coming on and promoting nah, his book and everything. And everything. Yeah. I've literally haven't seen him since prep school. That's 2004. <laughs> that's like a while you know, ago, yeah. so it's 15 years when we was playing basketball. But, but you know, but you got a good movement going on. That's the social media. It keeps us connected. We find for out people sure. we know, and then we find out they got stuff going on, and just like yo, let's build together. You know, so. You know, shout out to everybody. Continue to support us once again. You know, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Continue to um, be the example for the young people to follow, right? Because if you want a black man to learn to be a positive black man, he needs to see positive black men around him. If you want a, if you want a boy to re- to grow up to be a king, he has to see kings around him. You know what I'm saying? So, like always, I always tell people, go out there and chase, you know, your legacy over your liabilities and just get do things that make you uncomfortable so you could grow from them. And we out. Peace. Peace. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to beat, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends, though? It's cool, though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to beat, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends, though? It's cool, though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo.